0: Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up. I've got to be honest with you, when he first went back to work, when the rate of death of coronavirus, of COVID-19 was super high, I felt really anxious. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, The Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it would mean so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Hi and a warm welcome to this week's episode. So it's a solo episode this week and I'm recording it just before we go on a family holiday down to Devon. So we're going for two weeks. We're renting A little holiday apartment that's about 500 meters from a little beach. And it's just the four of us, but we have got family fairly close by. So we'll be going to see some family, obviously socially distant. And it's going to be such a different type of holiday in so many ways. But I feel like it's a holiday that's massively needed. And I must admit, I always feel in two minds when it comes to going on family holidays. The first side of it is just this wonderful family time. It's such quality time. We make the most amazing memories that I just know Lucia and Lilia will remember forever. There's definitely a slowing down of the pace and definitely more of a focus on the present moment. But on the other hand it's pretty full on. Lily is just turned 4 and Lucia is 7. They wake up at 6 in the morning on a good day and it's pretty busy and quite non-stop till about Well, Leah goes to bed about quarter to seven and Lucia goes to bed near eight o'clock now. So the days are long and they want to be entertained quite a lot of the time. And yes, they are getting better and better at entertaining themselves, but... They always are needing something, of course, because they're still really little. So a holiday definitely is a wonderful time for memories, but it's also very busy. It's not necessarily a time where I feel that I'm fully rested by the end of it, but I just know that in years to come, I'll look back and think, Oh my goodness, they were just the most perfect times. And as a family, we just love being by the sea. Now, we don't live by the sea where we are in Bath, but Bruce and I grew up in Plymouth. So we both grew up by the sea and we are so connected to the sea. Bruce just absolutely loves surfing. Well, he does bodyboarding, but he's been teaching himself to stand up surf. I really enjoy bodyboarding too. Lucia does. And Lily, of course, just splashes around in the waves, but hopefully she will too soon. Something I recently discovered a couple of years ago was paddleboarding, stand-up paddleboarding, and I really love that. But just even being by the sea, I feel like it nourishes my soul. It's honestly the place where I feel the most me. So of course I enjoy being in the countryside, I enjoy all different types of nature, but being by the sea is certainly my place. I'm a Pisces, of course, and I've got two water sign little girls as well. So Lucia is a Scorpio. And Nilia is a cancer and Bruce is the the Libra that sort of balances us all out. So yes, we are definitely a water family so it's going to be so lovely from that point of view but also running a business it is pretty busy I am lucky that I've got a team of people that work with us so they'll be able to keep things ticking along throughout but I will have to check in every day probably for about hour and a half my emails and do some social media updates so my plan is to keep my phone off for most of the day And then around five, six o'clock in the evening, turn my phone or laptop on and then just sort of blast out an hour and a half of of keeping on top of everything. And so many people say to me, oh my goodness, it must feel awful not being able to have a day off or not being able to have a holiday. And that is the downside of it. But I absolutely love what I do. And I knew what I signed up for. You know, when you you sign up to be either self-employed or to run a business of any kind, it isn't a nine to five, Monday to Friday. Job where you have your four weeks full holiday a year. You do it every day, but you don't have to do it all day every day. And because it is something I love, I don't mind doing it. I'm not doing it because somebody else is telling me to do it. I'm doing it because I want to do it, because I've got such a passion to help and share and inspire. So it really is so, so much part of my soul. So that's why I'm recording now. But the reason I'm doing this episode is I was meant to be recording with a guest in this moment. But because of Wi-Fi issues on their end, we've had to reschedule that. So I'm excited to be able to tell you more about that episode in the coming weeks. It's with someone that's really, really knowledgeable. So I know you're just absolutely going to love that, but that's why I thought I'd just jump on and do a solo episode. And without sort of planning it, I wanted it to be very much speaking from the heart. And the thing that I wanted to talk about most today is about lockdown and how I found lockdown. Now we are about four months now since lockdown started and of course here in the UK there are So many restrictions that have been lifted. We're able to go to restaurants, we're able to go into the shops now, we're able to meet up with people, even though it's socially distanced. So, so many things have changed. But of course, we did around 12 weeks, so three full months of almost entire lockdown. So, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my personal experience about this. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I just hope it helps some of you guys out there listening. I know that 2020 has been such a unusual year, such a transformative year, in many ways, such a difficult year. So I felt if I just shared my story, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that hopefully it would help you not feel so alone with whatever you've been going through. And I realised that my story may be totally different from your experience of lockdown, but some of the ways I've been feeling may speak to you, may resonate with you a little bit. So let's take it all the way back to the beginning. And our lockdown started, well, my lockdown, I would say, started probably about two weeks before everybody else's, so near the beginning of March, because I became really ill and had flu. So I don't know if it was COVID looking back. I mean, I spoke to two doctors at the time and both of them said to me, highly, highly unlikely. Because I hadn't travelled back from either China or Italy, then they said very unlikely that it was COVID. I had a very, very high temperature. I was incredibly ill for a week. I did have a cough. I did have a little bit of chest tightness. I had a lot of pain in muscles and in joints. And I felt pretty, raft. So I was wiped out for a week. After that, Bruce got a cough, which lasted probably about 10 days. And the girls had a little cough, nothing that bad. Theirs only went on maybe a day or two. But as soon as all of this happened... We decided we had to go into lockdown. So when I had my flu, because doctors said it was too early, I didn't lock down then. But as soon as Bruce started to get a cough and then the girls got a cough, we just took them out of school. So that was probably about four or five days earlier than when the schools closed because we just wanted to protect people around us. We felt it was a responsible thing to do. So this going back to sort of beginning mid-March. And of course, then everything stopped. So all the shops closed, all the restaurants closed, all the schools closed. So many people had to stop their work completely, maybe work from home. It's almost like everything changed within a few days. And what we did is we stayed home. Now, Bruce ended up having probably about four weeks off the fire service. So anybody that doesn't know, Bruce, um, my husband, he runs the face yoga business with me, but he's also a firefighter. So he does two day shifts and two night shifts, then four days off. So that's the way his shift pattern works. Hence why he's able to run the face yoga business with me and also really be involved with the girls too. So we're very much 50-50 parents. And that's something which is super important to us to be able to do. So he took some time off the fire service because we were all feeling unwell. And actually, as he was about to go back to the fire service, I got another temperature again. So again, he had to be signed off because I had a temperature. Was it COVID? I don't know. If you really want my gut instinct about whether my flu and then that temperature was COVID... I don't think it was, but I will probably never know because I've been told that the antibody tests are a little bit unreliable if you did have something as long as four months ago. I think that mine was to do with my immune system because at the beginning of January, I got shingles. So I had a patch of So I guess it's little spots on my lower leg. And I saw a doctor and they said, yes, it's shingles, which normally flares up if your immune system's been under stress in some way. And then I had sort of lots of funny symptoms throughout January, pins and needles now and again, a lot of sort of feeling of pain in my joints and it would come and go. Now, I know my body well enough. And as all all of you guys know, I look after myself pretty well. So I know when it's flaring up and when I am going through any sort of stress. So I had that. And then in February, I had two little head colds, nothing serious at all, lasted a day or two. But again, I was just aware that my immune system is lower than it should be. And then obviously I got this flu at the beginning of March, and then I had a few recurrent temperatures in March and April. Now, I think it's probably all related to the shingles, because when you get something like shingles, this does massively affect your immune system. And it's probably not until... I would say the last six weeks or so that I've been completely free of those pins and needles pain and that joint pain as well. And it's been a funny one, really, from a from a personal point of view, in terms of health, because I massively pride myself on being healthy and balanced and strong. And I must admit that when I get these little viruses, and let's face it, in the great scheme of things, they're nothing that big deal. I almost feel like it's not fair and I know that that's a really negative emotion in lots of ways but I just feel it's not fair that I look after myself so well and then this happens. Um, I feel cheated in some way I guess. But I've learned that rather than thinking that way, I should think about how much my body does do, how healthy my body is most of the time, how my body's able to fight these viruses so, so well, how I've gone so many years without suffering from any pain, uh, very few viruses. In 2019, I had tonsillitis for one week. Other than that, the whole of 2019, I felt healthy. I felt energized. In fact, I probably felt healthier and and more energized than I ever have in my life. And I also try and remind myself where my health journey started. I look back to when I was age 21 And I suffer from very severe ME for 18 months, which massively affected my immune system and my nervous system. And I know that all these years later, I'll be 39 in February, that I could be still suffering from ME. Many, many people do. But I was lucky. I healed myself completely from that illness. And I go decades and decades with feeling super healthy. But if I do feel a little bit stressed or my body goes out of balance, it does tell me. And sometimes it's through viruses. Sometimes it might be in my mind, the way I'm starting to think or feel in my mind. But I have a very sensitive body and I am lucky. I don't have those ME symptoms at all. And I can truly, truly say from the bottom of my heart, I am free from ME but there's little bits that are hanging around and there's little bits in my immune system that really, really do flare up when I do go through stress. But like I said, I look after myself well and I do the best I can. And I think that's one of the most important things to say. So going back to the beginning of lockdown for us, Now, we were all at home for four to five weeks. So all four of us, obviously Bruce wasn't at the fire service. Now, business continued as usual for me and and for Bruce in many ways too. Because most of what I do is online now, Um, And that's something I have put into place over the last year or so. It allows me to reach so many more people, which I absolutely love. And that's really what I feel that my mission is and my why is to really help and heal and inspire as many people as possible. So by doing that online, it really allows me to do that. And because I've made this transition massively over the last few years, I'm very used to working from home. Yes, I had to rearrange a few events. I was speaking at a few shows. I was doing a few events in London and they were cancelled, but generally pretty much everything I was doing stayed the same. So, so many ways I felt a huge amount of gratitude for that. My life isn't and wasn't at the beginning of lockdown any different from usual. Um, I was able to continue to reach people in the same way as I always have. And Bruce's work as a firefighter continued as normal. Other than those first sort of four weeks that he had off, he continues with his shift. And during that lockdown, of course, he was a, a key worker. He was an incredibly important part of keeping the country running, I guess. And at this point, you know, I do want to say a huge thank you to every single key worker. So that's to Bruce and all his colleagues, particularly to everybody that was working very much in the front line in the hospitals. I know that it was long hours. It was very challenging times, but also to people who work in the supermarkets, who collect the bins, who deliver the food. There are so many people that continued working when so many of us had the privilege to stay at home. So I just want to take a moment to say a huge thank you with that. Now, how did I feel with Bruce being a key worker, particularly when coronavirus was at its peak? I've got to be honest with you, when he first went back to work, when the rate of death of coronavirus, of COVID-19 was super high, I felt really anxious. Now, over the years, so many people have said to me, don't you worry about your husband being a firefighter and all the things he has to do. And when he first decided to become a firefighter, my first response when he said, Dan, and he calls me Dan, not Danielle, Dan, I think I want to be a firefighter. What do you think? And my first response was, that would be amazing, but it really worries me. And he said to me, but it's something I really want to do. And I made that decision at that point to never worry to never worry if he's a little bit late from work, to never worry where he's going that day or what he's doing, because he does do some really dangerous and really challenging things. And I knew that if I stayed in a constant state of anxiety and worry, day in, day out, year in, year out, decade in, decade out, then I would only be harming my health, and I would only be putting negative vibes out to the universe and I would only be making him feel worried and more anxious too. So I sort of made that decision very, very early on. However, because of coronavirus, I felt that he was at an added risk and definitely when he was due to go back to work after about a couple of weeks after we had our initial sort of lockdown because we have all had those coughs and I had this really bad temperature flare up again in so many ways I wonder whether it was the stress of him going back to the fire service and being very much amongst it all all these thoughts and feelings were going through my head what if he has to um go into a fire in the hospital or he has to deal with somebody that's got coronavirus because very often firefighters are sent in to move dead bodies to deal with a lot of very difficult incidents and I was worried, I was anxious, I was concerned that if he got it then we would all get it and I had that fear that My immune system this year has been weaker than usual and my body wouldn't be able to cope with it. And I was reading things like people getting symptoms very similar to ME, similar to what I had for 18 months when I was 21. And that if I got it, would I start to get those symptoms again? Would that flare up in my body in some way again? So yes, there was a lot of thoughts and feelings and anxiety about it all. And in the end, of course, he had to go back to work and carry on as normal. And I worked through that. I worked through those thoughts. I worked through those feelings. And at the beginning of lockdown and probably about five or six weeks into lockdown, I had two really good sessions with a lady called Rowena who does EFT, emotional freedom technique. Now I did the sessions uh, to learn to help other people. So I've done her level one Training. So I've done three full days with her where I learn about EFT techniques, emotional freedom techniques, or tapping as it's often called, in order to help other people. And I think in time I'll probably go on to do level two, which allows you to see proper clients. But I was definitely interested in it for my own use too. And it couldn't have come at a better time because I really use that training with her to work on those thoughts and those feelings and those anxieties, not only about Bruce going back to the fire service and my worry about that, but also my worry about me and my immune system. And that is something I continue to work on. I'm very, very aware that it's one of my deeper anxieties and fears is that the fact or thought, let's say the thought that my immune system is weak, because actually the reality is my immune system isn't weak. I'm healthy. I'm strong. I get a few viruses here and there. In the great scheme of my life, I probably had no more than the average person, but it's something which is ingrained in me. And it's something I'm working on all the time. So I worked on during that EFT, but I'm also doing these amazing sessions at the moment with a lovely breathwork healer, yoga teacher friends of mine called Shanti. And Shanti was on the podcast about a month ago where I talk a lot about my intuition. So if you missed that episode, go back and check that one out. It's a really, really great one. And I've been doing this lovely group coaching with her. So Uh, a group of us, so five of us, including her, um, is led by Shanti, have been meeting two hours on a Sunday evening and it's wellness coaching, life coaching, breath work, meditation, and it's amazing and it gives us a real opportunity to work through blocks that are holding us back in so many areas of our life. And I know that that immune system issue is something which has been holding me back and it's so nice that I'm talking about it so openly but I'm working through it and I just know there's going to be a point where you know i can come on the podcast and say i've worked through that and i honestly believe with every part of me that my immune system is strong and that i'm fully healthy all the time and that i'm also in a place when i do get a virus that i don't feel resentful in some way that i just say that's normal that's fine everybody gets viruses it doesn't matter that you look after yourself so well you are still going to get things and that's okay so That was definitely some thoughts and feelings about lockdown. How was it day to day in those those early weeks? So particularly those early, I say weeks, but I guess it was months really, wasn't it? Where we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't see anybody. I know here in the UK, we had quite a long time where you could only go on one walk from your house every day. At some point you were allowed to then get in your car and drive to a location, but it was pretty much you in your house. So I know that if you're listening to this in the UK, you you would have been in the same position either on your own in your house or with whoever you live with. So family, friends, extensive family. And let's talk about what it really was like day to day. So I must admit, in those very early weeks, we got into a good balance. So a good balance of I would do three hours work in the morning. Bruce would do three hours work in the afternoon. We would have mornings prior to nine together as a family. We would have a lunchtime together as a family. And then four o'clock, we'd go out for a family walk. And then we would do dinner time and the kids bath time and so on. And that was a a really nice routine that we had in, in those early days when Bruce wasn't at the fire service. When he went back to the fire service, it was very Very much a little bit less routine in that way. I would obviously be with the girls full time while he was working. And then when he wasn't working, I would be doing all my face yoga business stuff and he would be sort of involved in that as well. So that changed a little bit. And there's lots of things actually that I felt about that time. And there's a little list which I found yesterday in my notebook within probably the first week or two of lockdown, I wrote these little notes and thoughts and feelings that lockdown was bringing up. And I'm going to take you through those now. So the first one was community. And there was this real sense of community. We did here in the UK clap for carers. So every Thursday evening we would go out and we'd all clap and everyone would send thanks to all of those key workers, which was incredibly important. But I think that something that so many people found from that was that sense of community actually coming out, seeing the neighbours, waving to neighbours, talking to the neighbours. And that was amazing. And also how everybody just helped everybody. Usually, I wouldn't do something like this, but I, you know, would do things like knock on the door and send over some milk to my neighbours and just little things like that, which really came up in, in lockdown, that whole sense of community, but also community on a global scale for once, very different, I guess, to when there's wars or there's things that are happening in different countries. There was one thing which was uniting the whole world and that was COVID-19. So everybody in the world was in the same position. Everybody was having to go into lockdown of some kind. I know different countries did different things, but everybody was almost trying to fight this same battle. And that gave a real sense of community to everybody. And also there was a sense of just wanting to help people were doing all they can so there was the key workers out there doing what they can people were volunteering particularly within the NHS if they're here in the UK helping out neighbours as I mentioned but also just how can we help within what we do so I know for me I sat down at the beginning of this and thought how can I help people and I just knew that it had to be keeping people feeling healthy and happy and inspired As possible because that's what I do. And I recorded two podcasts to help people out with their businesses. And that's something which I want to do so many more of. I, I wish I'd done more in some ways, but I did one on helping people with Instagram and one on helping people with YouTube because I was so, so aware that people would be having to adapt their lives and their businesses to being so much more online. Maybe they wanted to set up a business because they had lost a job or thought they may lose a job. Maybe they're changing it from a bricks and mortar business and changing it completely to an internet-based business. But also it's very much for our face yoga teachers of the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method. I really wanted them to have as many free tools as possible to know about how they can market themselves online. So I will be doing more of those for sure. But I also remember at the very beginning of lockdown, putting an Instagram post out and asking if people actually wanted me to continue posting face yoga poses and face yoga techniques. Because in some ways it felt wrong. The death rate was high. People were anxious. Everything was changing. People were losing jobs. And I thought to myself, do people really want to know about face yoga in this time? So I asked everybody and you guys unanimously said, yes, you also please, please continue and do more. And people are asking for me to do lives. I did a lot of Instagram and Facebook lives, which is something I'm continue to doing now. So that sense of just wanting to help as much as possible, I started to get very much into the routine of doing two YouTube videos a week. So a Wednesday and a Friday YouTube videos and making sure that I was giving people as much free content as possible to just have those little moments of health, those little moments of happiness, those little moments of calm. So you can see all those YouTube videos on my YouTube channel, The Face Yoga Expert, if you wanted to go and check those out there was definitely a sense of slowing down now so many people I've spoken to have said they really did slow down and lots and lots of people didn't work at all and lots of people were very much at home either on their own or just with a partner and it was a huge break and a huge slowing down and a sort of holiday or vacation I guess but without the perks of being able to go away that their body and their and their mind needed for me, was it slowing down? Probably not. The reality was that I was doing everything I normally do. But when the girls are usually in school full time, well, Lucy was in school full time before lockdown and Lily was three days a week in preschool. So I was busier than ever. And it wasn't a slowing down, to be honest. I felt like the pace of life around me had slowed down. So that definitely, definitely helped. It wasn't a huge... Slowing down, but I know so many of you listening to this would have felt it was a massive slowing down, which you really needed. And I just believe in some ways we were given what, what we needed. So, um, you know, if you needed that slowing down and you took advantage of that, I do hope that it really helped you and, and helped you to heal and reevaluate and in many ways transform as well. But something it did really do is remind us all what matters. And all that really matters is our health and the people around us are okay. And it was as simple as that. You know, all I really cared about day to day was are we all healthy? Is my family okay? And it was just that sense of just checking in with everyone and feeling that real sense of love. And I think that that's something which every single one of us felt. And that's a real sense of togetherness as well as a family unit within our house but just generally with our more extensive family too we're all going through the same thing and I really felt like I connected so much more with nature during lockdown. Now I live pretty much in the countryside. So I live on the outskirts of the city and we look on our house out to lovely rolling fields. Now we moved into our house at the end of September and obviously lockdown happens in March. And during that time, I don't think I walked around my local area or left my house for a walk without getting in the car, driving somewhere, parking, and then going for a walk in that entire time. And then suddenly in March, we weren't allowed to get in our cars and drive to locations. So we were forced to experience the area around us. And that was amazing. I love that part of it to just be around... Nature every day. And I actually love the fact that I had to walk every day. It was my only chance to get out the house. And we did it always as a family. And very often we cycled as well. So that was an added bonus that we all really got into cycling. But because we couldn't drive about, go to different places, we knew that the only opportunity we had to get out and the only opportunity we had to get the girls out the house, which we knew was incredibly important, was for that daily 30 minute walk. So being around nature was amazing and also just appreciating what nature gives us. So one of the things that nature does give us is food and local food was something which is really, really important for me during lockdown. So we pretty much managed 12 weeks without going into a shop at all. So we usually get a supermarket delivery and those slots were much more difficult to get, but we just got what we can when we can with those. So what we relied on a lot more was the local farm shops. And so many of them were just amazing with their ingenuity and with their adaptation, when they had to close their doors, they suddenly became these amazing fresh local delivery services. So I would say once or twice a week, we would get delivered from local farm shops, which was amazing. So we ate so much fresh and natural food, which was great. And just on that point of ingenuity and entrepreneurship That's something which I really witnessed in so many people during lockdown and particularly our teachers of the Daniel Collins Face Yoga Method. So, so many people that I've trained to be teachers would before lockdown have taught groups and classes face to face. So with real people in their local area around where they live But of course they couldn't do that. So they had to adapt and change very quickly. And it's just amazing to see how many of them changed their classes to Zoom classes, how they started doing sessions one-to-one via Skype with people, how they put together mini courses and started selling those. And I just found it amazing that ingenuity so not only through shops and restaurants at the delivery services but definitely closer to home in many ways with our face yoga teachers and I want to just flip side it a little bit so I've talked about how it was wonderful and the family time and the nature. And I've also talked a little bit about how busy it was and my worry about when Bruce went back to the fire service. But I want to talk a little bit about that feeling of grief that I know so many people felt. So if you sort of set the scene and actually look at what happened, we went from living our normal full lives, whatever they may be, to overnight being not allowed to leave our home for three months and being stuck either completely alone or with the people that we live with. Now, I know that a lot of people went through a grieving process with that, the loss of their old life. And there may have been a massive loss of their old life. They may have lost their jobs. I know that a lot of people lost family members either through COVID or in other ways, and therefore they had a real grief, but they couldn't grieve maybe in the way that they usually would. So there definitely was that grief. And I think that that can affect people in so many ways. I know some people had just a day or half a day where they cried or shouted or screamed and just felt frustrated by it all. I know that lots of people, it was more of a gradual process. So starting to feel that their mental health would slowly be deteriorating in some ways, or mental health issues that they had in the past would come much more up to the surface. And I mean, I'm trying to think how I felt about it. And I think in many ways, I was okay. And the reason why I think I personally was okay, and I'm going to talk about someone in my family who who wasn't okay um, in a moment. But I think the reason I was okay is because really it wasn't my first lockdown. Now that sounds crazy, but it's actually true. When I was 21 and I had ME, I was very much housebound and bedridden, for the good part of a year, almost 18 months. And yes, occasionally I would go on a short walk or occasionally I'd be able to get a taxi into town and go to a couple of shops or occasionally meet a friend for half an hour or an hour. So I wasn't in complete lockdown, but I definitely had that experience of having a very full, busy life at university. And then I started a job and then overnight I couldn't move. I was pretty much bedridden. So, because I'd gone through that huge experience, come out the other end, and also worked on myself about any issues that that had caused, you know, as you know, I continue to work on healing myself and dealing with any of those issues. I think that that really set me up for this change in life. But also, in lots of ways, my life didn't change massively. My work continued as normal. My caring for the children continued as normal. I was just doing far more hours of that. Um, Bruce's work was continuing pretty much. normal. So there wasn't such a change in lifestyle and life for me. But I think probably who it affected in my family most was my daughter, Lucia. So she's seven, she'll be eight in October. And she is a wonderful, sensitive, kind, very grown up for her age. And she is an old soul. Now, If you are an old soul yourself, you will know what I mean. And I know that I'm definitely an, an old soul. Lucia was one of those babies that just came out sort of as though she'd been here before. And she really had that sense of knowing, that sense of being wise, and that sense of just being so much more grown up than her years. But then in many ways, she still is only seven and she still has got that huge immaturity. So, First of all, I really understand and get that because that's exactly the way I was as a child as well. Just so much an old soul. My mum used to say I was two going on 20 and that was always a running joke. And I never really completely understood that until Lucia was exactly the same. So that's, that's sort of Lucia. And she did adapt to changing of her old life. So she had a very busy full life, full-time school, lots of different sports that she would do after school, lots of different play dates, seeing family lots to just being at home every single day. And I know that she adapted to it fairly well. She just got on with it. Her and Lilia would play together all day, every day for about 12 weeks. And they didn't argue once. They got on amazingly. And by the way, they've started bickering loads now. So now life's a lot more back to normal. They are doing things and going places. It's interesting how that's all come out I tried, um, I say I tried homeschooling her. I did homeschool her. We did all the homeschooling that we were meant to do every single day, which luckily because Lucia is pretty switched on and finds a lot of the work pretty easy, we were able to do it fairly quickly. So maybe it would only take us an hour and a half to two hours a day, but she would have quite a lot of meltdowns during that time. And she's very much a calm child, but She definitely got very angry with me being her teacher. But for Lucia, it has really been since we've sort of come out of lockdown to an extent. So she and Lilia have been back to school for two days a week for the last four or five weeks and she has been really struggling with her emotions. And as I was thinking about it, I thought it's really not fair for me to talk too much on the podcast about it because of course it's her life and I would be talking about it without her permission. But she's definitely had some really challenging times. But I hope just by mentioning that alone, It gives anybody else out there, whether you're a mother or a father and and got a child that has also been struggling emotionally with everything that's going on, or if you're struggling at all as an adult, because yes, life is a little bit more normal now, but no, it isn't as well. Everywhere we go, things are very different. We have to wear our face masks. We have to wash our hands more. We have to use hand gels. There's lots of restrictions, which of course is good and absolutely essential, but it's bound to bring up anxiety in younger children, older children, but also in adults too. So that was something I wanted to just bring up, but I just feel that now would be a really good time just to talk about my hopes for the future, what I feel the future will be like, and a little bit of gratitude to finish. So you may have remembered in the podcast I did with Shanti about intuition, I mentioned how I got that very strong feeling in December that something very, very big would happen in 2020. It would be transformative, it would be very difficult, and it would be to do with health. And it was like a big sort of punch in the stomach. That's the only way I can describe it. And I just knew that it would be something and 2020 would be very challenging. But as it came about, as coronavirus came about, and as I started to understand what that feeling was about, I also generally feel very positive about it all. It's very difficult, it's very sad and there's been times as I've described this year where I've struggled personally, I've struggled within the environment that we've been in at home but generally deep within me I feel very at peace, I feel very relaxed and I feel very positive for the future. So what do I think the future will hold? Well of course I don't know, the same as none of us know. But if I'm just going to tap into my intuition and really understand what is going on, my first thought is we're not at the end of this. So I think it's so easy to think that we've gone through the coronavirus pandemic and that's it now. But I must admit, I really do feel that there will be some second, maybe even third waves. There will be other measures put into place, whether it be lockdown or something else, But I also feel like the transformation that has happened in 2020 for every single one of us will be very, very positive. I hope that most of us can find some positivity out of the situation that we've been in. And of course, it's important to remember there's also been a lot of positives for the environment. There was that lovely period where there was such a rest environmentally and there have been losses and there are a lot of people that are grieving for many, many reasons. And if you are one of those, my heart absolutely goes out to you. But I do hope that you will be able to find something positive that has come out of 2020 and out of this situation. So, my hope for the world is that we continue to transform. I think that the world just needed shaking up. Unfortunately, it had to be in this way, which isn't good. But I think we all needed that chance to reevaluate and rethink. I think some of us needed a pause and we got that pause. For me, I didn't get a pause, but I definitely got everything bigger and stronger and much more around me than usual. And that in itself is massively transformative. So yes, I do feel very positive. And my hope for the world is that we do continue to transform. We continue to think a little bit differently and that we continue all those positive things I talked about at the beginning of the podcast, of that sense of community, that sense of helping And let's just finish with some gratitude. So I would just really love to say thank you to you guys for listening to the podcast. I'd like to say a huge thank you to my family and my friends. I feel incredibly blessed to have such a wonderful husband, children, such a wonderful extended family and such amazing friends. I want to say thank you so much for allowing me to share this gift of face yoga to you guys as much as possible. I want to say thank you for the wonderful area that I live in that's allowed me to be able to go on amazing walks and breathe in fresh air and feel super Safe. And I want to say an extra thank you to the power of wellness. So, the power of breath, for yoga, for face yoga, and for all the holistic tools that are enabling me to feel as healthy and happy as possible because I have huge gratitude for my health. And for my immune system. And just as a little added note there, how is Lucia doing? Well, she's doing really, really well. We had an amazing session with one of our face yoga teachers, who is also a children's mindfulness and meditation coach. And she taught Lucia some lovely techniques, and she is feeling a lot better and a lot more positive. And I must admit, I felt a little bit anxious sharing. Some of her story on here because, as I mentioned earlier, you know, she hasn't given me permission to talk about it. So I hope I haven't gone into it too strongly. But if one day Lucia is listening to this, I hope that she knows that I'm doing it just to share with other people to help them but I'm just sending huge huge love to my most wonderful wonderful Lucia and of course Lilia who is equally wonderful I'm so blessed to have those lovely children so that's it that's my lockdown story very vulnerable, very real I'm really just talking from the heart but I hope you enjoyed it please do let me know take care sending you all the love in the world bye bye